0: mountain, over the hills and everywhere, go and tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, they asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, O Christ. You may be seated. (coughs) Good Good morning. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for this exciting time drawing near to the celebration of your birth, Christmas. Help us to learn from John and the prophets. In your name we pray, amen. I can imagine the people that were there with John. John was really a kind of a dissident figure. He was completely bypassing the temple and baptizing people, having them repent of their sins and forgiving them. He was a rebel rouser. And so I could imagine if I was there among the crowd with John, I might have been a little confused and maybe even a little disappointed these people come up to john and they say you know who are you and and what gives you the right to baptize are you elijah are you the prophet in other words moses who are you are you the messiah and john denies it i'm I'm none of them you know he was so rebellious in so many ways and really questioned things Part of me kind of wishes that John would have said, yeah, I am the Messiah, and you're the Messiah. And the whole problem that we have these days, I'm imagining John saying this, is that you all won't take responsibility for your own lives. You're waiting for some Savior to come and fix everything, and what you really need to do is to repent and rise up, and we can bring in the kingdom of God. Well, that's not what John said. John said, there is one coming, one that is far greater than I am, and I'm not even worthy to touch his shoes. And by the way, this one is among you right now, said John. Jesus was there in the crowd. John is a little bit of a complicated figure, and I think that he was really putting Jesus and his notion of the Messiah up on a pedestal. He says, I'm not even worthy to bow down and touch his shoes. He had great expectations for what the Messiah would do. And I think based on the Bible that John got a little disappointed. He got a little frustrated. And there's a couple of things in the Bible that tell us this. First of all, he didn't follow Jesus. Have you ever thought about that? He he says, you're the Messiah. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the earth. I'm not worthy to baptize you. And then he baptizes Jesus. And while Jesus calls followers and goes, John doesn't go with him. I mean, if he really believed that Jesus was the Messiah, why did he keep doing what he was doing? In fact, later on in the Gospel of John, they ask him, why are you still baptizing? Why aren't you with Jesus? And at that point, John is is struggling, and he says, I have to decrease so he can increase. Then John gets arrested, and when he's arrested by Herod Antipas, and he goes to jail, he doubts more, and he sends people to Jesus to say, are you the one Or are we to wait for another? The problem with having high expectations is that they're almost always not meant. Met. Like thinking you're going to have a peaceful church service and then the phone rings. (laughs) But it's the time of year we live in, right? We, We all... Uh, long for, for the beautiful wonder. And when we have really high expectations, like John, they're not always meant met. Even though Jesus was the Messiah, and even though he did amazing signs and wonders, he healed and he forgave sins, and he gave his life on the cross. It probably wasn't exactly what John was expecting it wasn't his expectation. And so if we are people of faith, we can learn from John that we should expect the unexpected. In Spanish, they say, Esperar lo inesperado, expect the unexpected. In our reading this morning from First Thessalonians, thank you, Ingrid. It tells us that we should pray without ceasing. That's quite a challenge. Pray without ceasing. You know, I have to say that I try to make my prayers generally as brief as possible. And you might have noticed that if I've ever prayed with you. I want to know what you want to pray about. And that's kind of what we do. And it's brief. And so when I hear in the Bible to pray without ceasing, that's a challenge to me. I'm not one... That, that does long, lengthy, flowery prayers. How are we supposed to do that? The Lord's Prayer, I take a lot of comfort in because we can pray the Lord's Prayer and know that we've said a good prayer. And yet here it says, pray without ceasing. To me, what that could mean is that in a world that is always going to be different than our expectations, We should pay close attention. If we are praying without ceasing, that means we are focusing. We are directing our attention on the world at hand, on a world that's unfolding differently than we might have thought, on our God who loves us and who is working in the world differently than we might have expected. We should pray without ceasing means we should pay attention and focus on what God is doing in the world. This morning when we light the third Advent candle, it's pink, and it's a special candle. It's Mary's candle. And we sang our, our hymn for the psalm, which is Mary's song, the Magnificat, that she sang when she spent time with her cousin Elizabeth. Mary was pregnant, and she went away from from. Joseph's home and she spent three months with her cousin her cousin opened up her house to her and they spent that time together like we talked about with the children when we share our time together we prepare ourselves for Christmas for the coming birth of Jesus when we include people in our lives God will unfold God's grace in a new way Isaiah says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and that the Lord has appointed me. God does these things for us because in a world that is often different than what we expect, we can help each other, we can support each other, and give each other courage, and through that, we will see the coming of the Messiah. Amen. Please stand as you are able for the hymn of the day.